Honor and a privilege, mate. Thank you so much. Adult PE, adult PE to not adults. Sorry, what? Adult PE to non-adults. Adult PE to non-adults. So we're teaching um, PE. Yeah. So the, the the funny thing is, is right now I'm sitting in a in a locker room, <laughs> like my <laughs> office is in the PE locker room. So when you say that, it's just like it's very real for me in the sense of like it is physical education. What what I've taught in the schools as well as you know over the past decade plus in affiliates. It's beautiful, right? Like you know, you you bring in or adults come on in into the gym and like guys, you know, we're gonna do this. We break it down, and sometimes you see some glazed eyes, and it's like let. Let's not take it too seriously, guys. This is just adult PE at the end of the day. And you see some smiles and you're like, okay, cool, sweet. We've got you. We've got you on the hook. Let's just move around. Let's have some fun and let's work hard, right? And I, I came across that the little video of yours of what's the secret sauce of CrossFit? What's that intensity piece, right? Of course, like you gotta you got to work hard. It's how do you make kids work hard? Do you make it more fun? And it made me, it made me smile because I'm like, I do the same frigging thing to adults, mate. Yeah. It's just motivation, I guess, you know, and uh, you, you want to try to help motivate people that that need a little bit of motivation, whether whatever age they, they are. And, you know, if they can have the discipline to understand the benefits of it themselves of like, this is worth it. That's great. But you know, that's our job as as trainers and teachers is to be the motivator if they need a motivator. Mm. So why tackle the demographic of children? Hmm. Uh I tackle it. I like that. I like that term tackle. Um, I, for, for me personally, um, I was very fortunate to have amazing coaches, amazing teachers and amazing mentors when I was growing up. And, uh, it just, it just seemed like the right thing to do. And I don't mean then the sense of like right and wrong. It just seemed like the, the path that was set up before me of, Hey, this is, this is something that I, I know how to do. Not in the sense that I know how to teach kids when I'm 19 years old, thinking I want to start being, you know, a trainer for kids or, you know, a PE teacher or anything like that. But I've seen people do it. And I've seen that the benefit, uh, the benefit that they've had teaching all those kids, because I loved my coaches and teachers and I really appreciated the effort that they put into it. So I thought that that was a worthy endeavor to, to go down. Well, let's be honest. Like, you know, it's a bottom-up approach. This healthcare system, this fitness thing, this preventative medicine is a is a is a bottom-up approach. You know, we can't just throw a load of dollars at the top and be like, yeah, everything's going to be fine. What happens? It's not going to trickle down. You know, we have to start with kids. We have to start with movement mechanics, right? Rather than breaking a load of kids and trying to fix them when they're 21, 22, 23. I mean, we'd have seen a, a local affiliate, right? You've, you would have heard the story of somebody played college ball or was knocking on the door playing rugby or as a tennis player or something, got hurt, went off the rockers, started doing all types of stuff that they shouldn't be doing. Five years later, they put on a hell of a lot of weight. They're mentally unwell. They're really depressed. They've lost a lot of mates and then they come on in. You just kind of look at them and you're like, how did we fail you? Yeah, Um I, I have thought about that a lot, actually, from being someone who did play sports and then had that kind of awkward transition period. And, and you know, I've met you know hundreds of individuals who, you know, are like minded and that they've gone through it as well. But I think that one of the one of the coolest parts that we get to teach to kids and teenagers and young adults yeah. 
is the fact that we can actually define fitness and we can, we can tangibly explain how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the age old saying of, you know, varies by degree, not kind. It's, it's the same thing, whether you're an athlete or you're not an athlete, you go into the gym and you constantly very functional moves, execute at high intensity with friends, and then you're going to get all the benefits of it. So I, I love doing that for my teenagers of, of explaining what they can do when I'm not there, right? Yeah. This is not, it's not a means to an end of like, we're doing this to get ready for the final game. It's just the process that we do to be better. And whether you're trying to be, you know, a, a star athlete, or you're just trying to, you know, live a good life, this, this is the the formula. So when I'm not here, guess what? Show up, pick a couple movements, <laughs> make a descending ladder, have a couple of friends, do the workout real quick, and then get on with your day and go enjoy life. Yeah, and you get that objective data, right? Sometimes that can offer you more questions than it does answers. And I think that's a good thing. You know, maybe you it, the, the, it goes down. Maybe the score isn't as good as you wanted it to be or the, the kilos or the pounds on the bar isn't as high as you wanted it to be. Cool. Then it offers a lot more questions of why. Mm-hmm. Oh, I only slept five hours last night. Oh, I ate like half a pizza for for my tea last night and and didn't have any protein the day before or whatever, right? It asked, it asked all these questions, which can then layer in a little bit of lessons underneath rather than like, I am the high school football coach. You do as I say, because I'm a dictator, you know, and that's great in a way, offers a lot of discipline and people have got to work under high stress environments. But once you take that away, people just fall over. They don't know what to do. Yeah, you know, it's 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 funny. Uh, I am a high school football coach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get the opportunity to try to hopefully break that stigma. And and I, you know, I love when you said, like, you know, you, it, it brings up the question. It's good to ask questions. When a, when a kid asks a question, whatever age, like if it's a five-year-old being like, why are our butterfly wings up high? Like, I, I, I love answering it. And I might answer a five-year-old in the sense of like, it's actually the butterfly wings, they get you up high. So that you're able to fly higher when you squat. Like, yes, of course, that's a, a five-year-old appropriate answer. But for the 15-year-olds that are like, like, my legs are really sore and I just PR'd my squat. I just got a personal best on my on my squat. How is that possible? And then you get to have a conversation, talk through it, and answer why the fact that you've been training consistently and you've just felt this soreness for a while, but you slept really good last night and you eight today at lunch instead of not eating all day. And like you just mentioned, like all those little questions that they ask and you start to explain. And then that builds more trust to where they start understanding that there's layers to this and that they want to start peeling back more and more layers, which is, you know, that's just, that's just good. Like that's just good stuff. Whether you're talking about training or you're talking about, you know, your job or, you know, you're talking about, studying it's just always good to be curious so if we can instill that in our kids inside the weight room that's just icing on the cake for sure man and i think you know it, it offers a unique perspective because we're we're doing something physically you know so we're burning a little bit of energy yeah but we're interacting with the world around us and we can palpate what's going on and we can touch it and we're like oh okay there's a difference here it feels heavier it feels worse it feels better like you know, and you can learn from from those environments. And I, I would like to see that done more often, you know, rather than just 
let's go run track. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay, let's go run track. And now let's like teach after it. You know, I, I remember getting a lot of, um, you know, you get a lot of high stress individuals come on in, or you might get some people dealing with some really bad uh, mental health issues, right? You come on in, okay, cool. Just like everybody, you kick them in the face with a CrossFit workout, right? The barriers come down, they feel a little bit better, you got the dopamine just kicking through. And you're like, cool, here's a journal. So here's a piece of paper, here's a pen. And I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the room for 15 minutes, and you're just gonna write down whatever you want to write down, and then we're gonna talk about it, and we're gonna discuss it, and we're, if you want to, of course, I'm not gonna force you to. But I think through the physical realm, physical adversity, I guess, physical movement, it does peel back that layer, it drops those barriers, and then we can then explore those new possibilities of of learning. And I think with kids, it's just it's a beautiful example. Mm -hmm. then we need to do it more often man yeah i you know what, what you just brought up that like you know you need to you can't just talk about it like there needs to be you need to actually do the workout yeah right i think yeah. that that's 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 true of all ages and one thing that i i've learned to be mindful of um through learning from other trainers and just kids themselves is that first workout for a kid it may be that the the challenge and barrier that they broke down was showing up, right? It, it, because they they probably, like, if we're talking about little kids, they didn't drive themselves. If we're talking about older kids, it, it may be that, you know, they, they didn't want to, but their, you know, their caregivers were like, hey, you are going to do this. And, and, and then they just have to follow suit. But I would say that my favorite, my favorite part about working with the kids who do not want to be there is trying to find what they think is fun and trying to find what motivates them to make them work just a little bit harder than they thought they could or wanted to. And then ending it right there and not pushing too much into it because as soon as they get that feeling, I want to like, I want to highlight that to them and make it so that they, don't go too deep, too deep down the rabbit hole of like, oh, this is I, I'm working hard, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, this does suck, and this this is way too hard. Um, but if we get it right there, then we can just like we would with a a, a barbell where we want to add five more pounds the next week and add a little bit more the next week, is we can work a little bit harder, and then the next day work a little bit harder, and then the next day work a little bit harder. And I I really enjoy doing that because, um, I I think that those are the kids mm -hmm. that probably are least likely to, to be exercising. And I don't want to say that it's more important that we coach them more than the kids that won't want to be exercising. But if we don't get them when they're young, if we don't make them find some enjoyment in it, then we possibly lose them for the rest of their lives. So it is like you said, that bottom up approach of like, find them, help them care for them. Throwing money at them is not going to work. Uh, like the healthcare, the healthcare analogy used earlier. And, um, yeah, that's just something I'm I'm super mindful of as a PE teacher where I have a whole, you know, we have 300 students and you got to meet each one where they're at that day. That day, man. You know, it's that minimum effective dose, right? Like, and a lot of the time it's it's trying to cause somewhat of an average lineal progression, but through social development as well, right? It's going to go up and down. It's going to be a bit homeostatic. It's going to peak and trough, no problem. But we want that average to then slowly be creeping up, right? And fun is a great way of doing that. 
and meeting the kid where they're at is a great way of doing that because they don't have all those barriers that they've placed on them, themselves that they we do when we're adults, right? It's like, no, no, I can't do that because of this happened as when I was a kid or because I'm this or this label or whatever, whatever. whatever. It gets a little bit more tricky. But with a kid, they're, they're still malleable. And I think we can learn from kids a lot because they can change very easily. And if we can nurture that and allow them to be autom- a, a, a bit more autonomous, right? Rather than here's two lines, run between them as much as you mm-hmm. can. So no, 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 let's, let's widen it up a little bit. Like the possibilities are nearly limitless. Go out and explore, but you're going to be in a safe environment where, yeah, you, you could hurt yourself, but, you know, there's not padded walls everywhere. Like there needs to be consequence. But it's not like it's going to be dire. Yeah, Alex, I'm, I'm just curious, you know, what you just said of like, you know, you like you have to go between the lines. But, you know, if you learn from them, you can learn different ways to play games. You can learn different. Yeah. I mean, you can learn different progression pieces. <laughs> like I've, I've learned that before. So I was curious, like, you know, with with your background, like what, what have you learned from coaching kids in that realm of like when you were doing something and you thought that this was the way and then you're like, oh, shoot, there are multiple ways. Like, do you have any 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 standout memories of that? That's a fantastic question, man. Uh, some of the questions that kids come out with is phenomenal. You know, some of it is comical. But also, like, I like to ask them how they got there. It's like, how did you come up with that question? Like, oh, well, I was thinking about this, uh, and then it just made sense to me. And I was like, how does that make sense to you? So then I can understand not to try and mock them at all. I'm like, right, yeah, totally. how how did you get there cognitively? What line did you take? Because like, for looking at my map, it's just clouds. I'm not getting there at all in a million a million years. So that 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 that's a lot that I learned from kids is cognitively how do they get there? But the biggest thing probably is the difference in socioeconomic groups. Like it's 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 huge, man. I had um. I've had the fucking honor and privilege of coaching in like a pretty, pretty nice area was the head strength and conditioning coach for a swimming club. I had about uh, 350 kids that we facilitated through a program each week. Some really cool kids, man, some really cool kids. And then at the same time, maybe two or three years prior to that, I was up in a high school in inner city, Manchester, where we had kids shipped over from, um, from Eastern Africa and the, don't have any parents or, or guardians and they're living with a quote-unquote uncle where it's it's literally just someone who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who signed a document you know and um you know they're probably about 19 in a 13 year old class but we have no documentation on them and it's, you know it's violent you double lock doors to keep people in and it's it's seeing the social differences between those in retrospect thinking back and be like, what can I learn from these kids, man? Because there's a lot. There's a lot there. There really is. And we're all products of our environment. And no kid is born bad. Right? Those kids is, is, is born with prejudice already within them of like, no, nah, I'm going to kick the shit out of the next kid. I was like, no, no, no. Like something pushed them there. So mm-hmm. how can we break those barriers down and open it up so people can develop? I think that's, yeah, that's the biggest uh, thing. That's uh, 
it's a, it's a profound thing working with kids in general, but what you just described, right. That's where, like you said earlier, of you know, we can learn from these kids is yeah. if you, if you take a breath and, and open up to the possibility of like, Hey, I'm going to go put myself in this kind of say awkward, possibly unsafe, just like unknown situation of I'm going to go work with a bunch of kids who have been through a, a tough spot. Like the, the thing that I think most people are worried about in doing that is they're, they're worried about failing those kids, right? It's yeah. like, I'm, I'm worried about, I, I don't want to fail those kids. But if you just put the time and energy into being there and listening to them and consistently showing up for them, whether that's just literally showing up by being in the room or showing up by setting expectations and then setting the line on what those expectations are again and again and again. And that's where, you know, we can, we can make the chance to, let's just say reverse, reverse a lot of issues that they have started down the path on, but then because they met you, they took a right turn and you can start to reverse those issues. And I know that, you know, obviously we can talk about health issues such as, you know, you know, type two diabetes in children and, you know, other chronic illnesses that are coming on, but mental illnesses of the trauma that they go through and how, yes, they might have different economic statuses, but social emotional learning through exercising and finding empathy with your classmates, because you both did something that was a little bit more challenging than you thought it was going to be. And uh, yeah, I really hope, I, I, I think that obviously I don't, I don't throw this out there to the general public. And I think I, I, I we could probably agree on this. It's not like, Hey, everyone should go work with kids. And then, you know, you try, try to find the most challenging group of kids that you can think of to go work with. But a lot of CrossFit trainers who are, I was going to say potentially probably the best trainers in the world, right? This cohort of CrossFit trainers who put their time and effort learning how to explain concisely and simply how to do these simple movements to complex movements. Like I really hope that, they find their way into working with a group of kids that they feel comfortable, somewhat comfortable doing, whether that's little kids, whether that's teenagers, whether that's athletes um, at secondary schools or high schools, whether that's, you know, in the nonprofit space of working with, you know, underserved and underrepresented communities, like whatever it might be. Like, I think that if we have this group of best trainers in the world, we need to make sure that we're not just sending them to the best athletes. We need to make sure that we're sending them, to the people who could really use their craft. You're going to bring me to tears, man. You got me thinking about a couple of specific kids and situations. And like, this thing is so potent. And I'd say this thing of health and wellness, well-being, right? I don't really, I don't necessarily believe in competition amongst the fitness industry. Like if you're doing something and you're moving around and you're being a half-decent bloke or a lady, Great. You do your thing, man. If you want to do reform Pilates, go bloody do it, man. Like if that's your thing and you don't like CrossFit, go do it. I I, I prefer this thing. So I'm going to go do this. If we can refer elsewhere, you go do your thing. You know, you want to go play American football. You want to go play European football, lacrosse, whatever. No problem. But let's just make sure that we're caring to the person to the left and right of us. Right. We're developing socially. And we're just kind of trying to have a little bit a little bit of fun before they throw dirt on top of us, right? And um, it is so potent, though. It is. It really is, you know. Um, to quote Carl Stedman, you can't teach give a shit. And I think that's why, I think that's why a lot of CrossFit coaches out there 
are one of the greatest in the world because you can't do it if you don't care. Oh. Like yeah. it's just not going to work. You're not going to show up at four thirty in the morning. You're not going to stay there until ten p.m. at night. You're not going to do your lesson plans when it's still dark out and it's cold and it's, you just won't. You'll do it for six months and it'll be over. And if we are able to just sprinkle a little bit of time on that and we can show people that you care, right? That's the big thing, right? Especially with kids. You know, you said put a little bit of time and effort into into a kid and you're afraid of basically mucking it up, right? Yeah, but you might be the only person in their life that actually shows that effort. And that's profound, man. That that, yes. that really that really kicks me in the gut, man. Yeah, so I mean, you know, we we don't we don't this is not like a, a facade of making it fun and, and training kids is fun because that's gonna be what works to, you know, get the results that that we are hoping that they get. Like yeah. it is fun. However, it is a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Be a, a trainer of youth, right? And, and from the from the sense of, you know, people who are mandatory reporters because you are you know, licensed to work with kids all the way to just, you know, a parent of raising your kids and, and then trying to teach them a couple things about fitness along the way. But one thing, Alex, that I, I, I've heard, I've heard Stedman's quote, you know, you, you can't teach that, but for some reason, I just thought of like, like just to play devil's advocate, can you, can it's you a great question, it? man. And, and I, I, it would obviously just like anything, right. Learning as, as, as an adult is, a little bit more challenging than if you, you started 15 years ago, but you know, I would, I would, I would look at it from the lens of like, you know, kids, kids are going to learn from what we teach them. Hey, I want you to put your thumb here and your elbow here, right. Giving them a visual and an auditory teaching cue of, I want you to do X, Y, and Z, but really what they're learning is by watching us, mm-hmm. right. They're watching the leaders they're watching. And I don't mean leaders in the sense of, just you know the, the teachers and everything but anyone who's influential inside their class making noise doing this good or bad they're in tip they're they're in, intimidating they're imitating what they see so if you have a if you have a a coach a teacher that has a set of values of caring whatever whatever it is and then they consistently do that. And then they praise those in the class who are following those values and highlighting them and letting them be the, you know, the captains in the games or letting them lead the exercises by demoing how to do it. Then that could be something where it's like, it's not just about, Hey, who squats with their knees tracking over their toes. It's who cares about other people in class. And those are the ones who get, you know, I'm not saying get the the candy in the in the literal sense of get the the piece of sugar, but like they're the ones who get the the treat and the reward of getting to be it during the game, getting to be captains uh, during teamwork, you know, team building exercises, and getting to be the leaders in the class when you're teaching movements. Because I I would I would argue, Alex, I'm not sure who your coach was or who your teacher was that like really was the person who made you become a trainer, but they probably taught you how to care as well. And I think that we could do that for kids. And that's just a, another amazing part of like CrossFit kids programs, like CrossFit affiliates that have kids programs is, is like all those kids are learning from whatever the value system is in that gym. And yeah, that's, that's anyone inside those four walls. No, brother, I'd have to agree with that. I really would. I really, really would. Especially if you show, 
you know, and you show the, I mean, when you get to the adolescence and, you know, young, young adults, you can show the benefit and then you can really dive into it. You know, they're usually a little bit deeper into studies as well. So they need to know a little bit more and you can, you can further that conversation along. Right. And we can also like kind of project it. What happens if we don't do this? Where are they going to be in 10 years? You know, what happens if we do do this now, where are they going to be in 10 years now compared to two, right. But with, with kids, yeah, it, it is true. When products are our environment and if the environment is a nurturing and care in place and people care about each other. And I mean, we see it in the affiliate, right. Of, Guys, don't don't put your stuff away until everybody's done. You know, the person who comes in last gets the loudest cheer. You know, don't come for a high five or a fist bump from the coach if I'm coaching until everybody's done because the class isn't finished. You know, and sometimes you've just got to reinstate those boundaries and that's okay. We all forget. I forget things all the time. I'm blonde. And next thing you know, the community is leading itself. And it's the same with kids. They do. They ended yeah. up bleeding themselves. And, you know, you look over, one kid's picked up another kid, brushing it off. How are you doing? You okay? I know you fall over and scraped your knee. I know it's going to hurt. Just little things like that. So I would have to agree, mate. Yeah. I mean, I, I learned I learned that from CrossFit Fort Vancouver. And, the, I mean, you know, the owner of that gym, Adam Neifer, is – that's a, that's a trickle that effect you want to see in terms yeah. of the type of person that that he is and then and then you just go down the list of like coaches like you got Adam and then you got Colin, Christina, Jess, Ashley, Courtney, coach Eric like like you you have all these people that are leaders in the gym and they all walk the walk and because they're all doing they're all doing the things right and it's like oh that's what you do then the other people instead of telling them that you have to do it, they just start doing it. And what you just said of like, you know, sometimes people forget, like if you, if you just say, or if you have it written up on the wall, like, you know, no one cleans up until we're all done. Like that's, that's not actually doing it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's, it's when everyone decides to do that and when that is in place and when the new person walks into the gym, they're just like, they may not know it, but they're like, why the heck, why the heck is this happening? And then back to what you're saying about questions is like, hey, let me tell you why. Mm. Feel back that later. Yeah, and asking and, questions isn't a bad thing. Yeah, totally. And um, I, I would say that um, you know, that was the the last gym that I was at, and that was you know fairly recently. But now, as a teacher, we have values at our school, and yeah. in our PE program, the, the the teacher that I'm with right now is incredible at being a leader, and she has these values of kindness, respect, and hard work. And it's just pushed out all day long of like, Hey, that was super nice. Really appreciate you being nice to that other kid fist bump here. Hey, I really appreciate you, you respecting, um, you respecting us by sitting up straight and, and listening. You know, I, I think that if, if you keep doing that, I think we're actually going to get to play dodgeball at the end of class because everyone's paying attention right now. And that's going to make it so that we don't have to dilly dally for too long. And we're going to get to play the game at the end of the day. And then obviously for hard work, you know, uh, but if we do have these value systems in place, it just makes it easier to communicate with our people what it is that we're trying to accomplish and, and easier to remind them if, if we stray off the path. 100%. I quite often think that 
everyone should have an experience of coaching kids to realize it's no different to coaching adults. And I also think about neurodiversity and people should have to coach people living with a neurodiverse or physical abnormality or something like that, like an adaptive athlete, because you realize, ah, it's all the same. We might have to scale here and bring it up here and take it down here and slightly alter this, blah, 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 blah. But it's all the same. Yeah. I, I would, I would say that the, the knowledge, right? Like how much time and effort do you put into learning more like your own time as a trainer? If I do want to work with X population, big picture wise, it's all the same. And then how much, how much time and effort do I want to show that I care by learning about things that go along that, but the, the way that you have to do is you have to start. Yeah. Right. It's like, I, uh, you know, I've never taught, I've never taught a class of, uh, individuals that are over a certain age. Like I've, I've, I've been a part of programs where it's, you know, the legends programs, the master's class, like I've done that helping out and, and being a part of it. But if I actually really wanted to, to make that something that I'm doing consistently, like if I want to get better at that, I just have to, to learn. Sure. And that's going to come along the way because if you're like, well, I, I, I am going to coach kids, but I'll do that in two years. I'm just going to study and learn as much yeah, as yeah. I can about coaching kids is you, you, you got to start, like you, you got to start doing it and you can do that along the way. And I, I'm grateful the fact that like I found CrossFit as a teenager and then got to during college teach others, coach others in my parents' garage. Like I was, I was at affiliate, I was at my parents' garage. I was at parks, I was at schools and I was doing all this learning by coaching. And then also real quick going over to school and getting my degree. But really what the learning was, was, you know, putting my, putting my feet in the arena and actually going out there and, and messing up and learning from those mess ups and being humbled way too many times, not way too many times, but more times than I can count. And, uh, yeah, I just think that that's, that's a, a part of the way. So if anyone, if anyone is like on the fence about coaching kids, I, you know, I've, I've hopefully reached this out to as many people as possible, but we'll continue to do so. It's like, you just got to start coaching kids. Yeah. Man. And if you're like, well, I really don't know where to start, make it fun. hundred percent. You know, the big picture. Yeah. I, I would, I would agree again. The big picture is the same. I would just tackle people's thought processes of like, it's, you know, those barriers that we place in front of ourselves, those boxes that we shove ourselves in and be like, no, 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 like that's too hard. It's in the too hard basket. It's like, no, 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 it's quite similar. And yeah, okay. Then when we open those doors and get more nuanced, things are going to be slightly different. We're going to waver off that path. Yeah, that's normal. You know, because now we're coaching under 12s. Now we're coaching under 18s. Now you're coaching plus 75s. You know, it's it, there's difference. Yeah. But in the big, uh, the big picture, grand scheme of things, it's all fitness. They all want to see that you care about them. They all totally. want a high five. Yeah. That's the, the, you know, it's humans. We just want attention to be loved. It's humans. Brother, I got three questions. Okay. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Do less better. Mm. That's the first one that popped in my head. I don't know if it's the greatest, but uh, a mentor of mine, uh, a man by the name of Todd Widman, 
explained that when I sat down to, to listen to the CrossFit kids course or to, to take the CrossFit kids course. And at first I thought it was just about like coaching kids, but, um, let's say that I want to be a better husband. Like, I, I don't need to go to the ends of, of, of the, of the earth to try to show all these different things. It's like, I just need to do less better. Yeah. I want to be a better father. I just need to do less better. And I think that that's a reminder to people who are busy and, you know, their days are filled up. We got all these things to do. We got all these people to serve. We got all this job work to get done. It's just like, Hey, do less better. And it's probably going to be better. And then you get to do more things and enjoy Mm. life more. That was one of the first things I heard in the CrossFit scene many years ago from uh, Hobart. Yeah. Do less better. I was like, you know what? You're onto something there, brother. Hmm. What's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received? Um, worst piece of life advice. Huh. First thing that popped into my mind, I remember I had a, a coach one time who yelled at us when we uh, weren't walking on the paths. Like we were walking out to the track. I remember from the high school and we like cut across and he was like, these paths are laid for you you have to follow these paths. Mm. Other people put these paths down for you. You need to follow these paths. And it just like, I, I just remember having a feeling of just being like, ah, no, I'm like, I, I, I feel like this is not only faster to real quick walk across this dirt, but also it's like, why do you have to, why do you have to always do it this way or one way or the way like there, there can be multiple ways. Yeah. Sure. Again, I don't know if it's the worst, but just the first one that popped to my mind. Yeah, I mean, coaches can have such a good impact, but it also can do the reverse, right? We need to hold that responsibility carefully. Yeah, let's just say I'm I'm, I'm not going to die on that hill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't walk on this path. What are the three words you would tell your younger self? Um, I'm trying to make it three words because it's four words. Uh, you, you'll be okay. The four words were everything's going to be okay. I think a lot of, and I, I, we just had a, a training recently, um, at school. It was, uh, we got to meet up with a bunch of our kids. We got to have a person come in and we talked about, you know, how to, how to make our school a safer environment. And it was really brought up just like how many kids are anxious, you know, how, like what goes on through the life of a, of a teenager, what goes on through life of middle school or what goes on through a life of a, of a young person. Like it, there's a lot, there's a lot of chaos happening, you know, and scientifically we understand why so, so much is happening in the brain. But, you know, I think that, I think that just, you know, having, having a kid's back and just for like remind them like, Hey, everything's going to be okay. Like, and, uh, and I would, whether I believe myself or not, I'm not sure, but <laughs> all going to be okay. It's always nice to hear it though. Brother. Thank you so much, man. This is a, a bloody honor and a privilege. Honestly. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I I'm humbled by the invite. Thank you for, for, uh, 
taking the time to chat. And uh, I, I will say that I am I am jealous of like the, the light coming in and out of your room. Like I just imagine <laughs> a beautiful day in the background and just like clouds covering the sun and then uncovering the sun. I tell you what, I'm going to uh, I'm going to try to go get a tan. It's not worked in, well, all my life, but we're going to try. We'll get some vitamin D. Brother, thank you so much. And hopefully we cross paths soon and, and do a little bit of fitness. That was good. Thank, thank you. you, man. Have a good day. Speak soon. See you later, everybody.